Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. It is very, very drizzly here in Leavenworth, Washington, and I'm kind of beginning to wonder if we're ever going to see the sun. This is more so than any other year really incredibly snowy, and I think I've maybe seen the sun like four times all winter, which is pretty abnormal. Usually there's a lot more sun, but I think it just has me feeling a little bit more down than usual. I think that's pretty normal for coming out of winter, going into spring, but honestly, it really inspired today's podcast episode, and this is what I'm going to call a loving kick in the butt for entrepreneurs, for business owners. And these are things that I need to hear too. I need to hear these a lot, actually. I've talked about it on the show before, but being a business owner is really this massive development journey with no real destination. There's just a lot of traveling and uncovering and layers and that's a lot of what's beautiful about it, but it also, like, it's hard. It's really hard running a business. It doesn't need to be hard all the time, but this is something that I told myself the other day. I'm like, well, you know what, Chelsea? If this were easy, you definitely wouldn't like it. You would have moved on and you would have done something else. So I'm excited to bring you some things that maybe you knew that you needed to hear. Maybe you didn't know you needed to hear them. And I've got 10 things for you today. So I'm calling this my loving little kick in the butt because being an entrepreneur is not always easy, but it is always worth it. And the more that you anchor into why you're doing this in the first place, the more that you're going to have an impact and really positively affect somebody else's lives, your clients, other people are being inspired by you and you don't even know it. So this is going to be a great taste of what it's like to work with me as your coach, or if you're wanting to step into a container like Amplify, which I'm super excited about. So Amplify, just a little update before we dive into the episode, Amplify is open for enrollment to the waitlist today. Hell fucking yeah. This is the launch course that you've been waiting for. So Amplify is a four-week live course happening in April. Every Wednesday morning in April, it'll be 9 a.m. PST. No need to be there live if you aren't able to be. But every Wednesday morning in April, I'm going to be going over a different launch topic. We've got four different calls ranging from how to actually plan out your launch. Yes, we're going to be using calendars and highlighters and templates, and I freaking love it. And I'm really excited to teach you how to actually plan out a launch along with the different phases and stages of a launch. We're going to be talking about copywriting and how to write better copy that actually converts your audience into sales. We're going to be talking about mindset during the launch, how to support yourself and how to stay positive, even when it doesn't seem like anything's happening in that weird, like middle period of the launch. I actually gave an analogy on Instagram earlier this week where I compared launching to Christmas. And the analogy is that there are a lot of key dates similar to Christmas. So you have the date that you first, you know, you start playing Christmas music and then you go out shopping. If you're like one of those people that's like actually on top of their 
their shit and like gets things during Black Friday for Christmas shopping. And there are holiday parties and there are, you know, there's the Christmas itself. And then there's that weird week between Christmas and New Year's where you're like, am I sleeping? Am I tired? Like what's happening? There's still a lot of food. And then there's New Year's and that kind of like caps everything off. And (laughs) it's really similar with launching, right? We have, you know, that first day that you're playing Christmas music, that's like, I'm announcing my launch. Like things are happening. It's real. It's, it's like, that's the beginning of the warm-up phase. Then we move into the party phase where it's like, okay, this is a free masterclass. Come see what it's all about. Celebrate with me. Like, let's get really amped up about this. Then we have the day itself, which is okay. Enrollment is open, which is today for Amplify for the wait list. This is a, this is my own personal Christmas day. And then we also have the week in between which is, tends to be a little bit quieter and that's okay, but you still got to keep showing up, right? You can't just like totally disappear and opt out of your life. That is a really important period of time that a lot of business owners, they get discouraged, they start getting in their heads and they start like shrinking back. But that is actually one of the most crucial times that you need to continue showing up because people really are paying attention. They are starting to really notice, like, is this person going to be there for me if I sign up for this thing? Like, is this person going to consistently show up for me as a coach, as a service provider? So really important during that period of time to continue talking about your offer, your message, and then we have the end of it. So that is like New Year's, okay, going hard the last three days, right? So with a launch, it is really important, not just the last day, but the last couple of days to ramp it up and talk about your offer even more than you have been, especially if that week before was that week where it kind of felt like crickets. And I say felt like because it's not actually crickets, that's just the story that your brain is telling yourself, but Launching really is like Christmas. There's a lot of different dates that we need to be a little bit higher energy for, but you don't need to be high energy the entire time. So with Amplify, what I wanna do with you is I wanna teach you how to make more money, spend less energy, and have better launches. So unless you are out there, every single launch, you are killing it, dramatically exceeding the goals that you've set for yourself, you're gonna wanna sign up for Amplify because this is going to teach you everything that you need to know about launching. This is going to be your go-to launch course. I'm gonna teach you the launch formula that you can then customize to yourself because what works for me isn't necessarily what's gonna work for you. But my goal with this is to teach you the pieces that you need to know in order to put your offer out there and then you get to take the pieces that you like and create something for you specifically. And it might not look like what I do, might not look like what my other clients do, but it's gonna be uniquely yours. And from there, then you can really, really start growing things. So if you are a service provider, so if you are a coach, a nutritionist, or you sell products, so physical products of any kind, learning how to launch is going to absolutely change your life. And this course is for you if you have launched before, maybe you already know how to launch, but you feel like your current launch methods aren't really getting you the results that you want, or if you've never launched before, but you're kind of curious how to create a big cash injection inside your business and start to tap into your own natural energy, creating an ebb and a flow in your business so you don't have to be working 24 seven. Launching is one of the ways that I actually ensure that I get some rest (laughs) during running a business. Otherwise, I feel like I'd be working all the time. So for me, the way that I use launching is I like to have the warm up period, I ramp it up, I talk about my offer, I open the offer, and then for a couple of weeks, I still continue to talk about the offer, I close it down, and then I take time off. And then I am not doing things unless it is really exciting to me. And then I kind of repeat that cycle over, and that tends to feel really, really good for me. Sometimes I like to take a little bit more time off, sometimes I don't need as much time off, depending on how the launch went. But for me, this has really created so much freedom in my life and actually allows me to step out of the day-to-day hustle. So if you are on the wait list for Amplify, check your email 
email for details. The first 10 people to sign up will get $111 off of enrollment and have access to join a bonus Q&A call with me to help you plan out your next launch. All right, let's dive into today's episode. And it starts with one of the things that I already just mentioned, but honestly, like I really need this reminder all the fucking time. I mean, it's the same thing with rock climbing. So I climb a lot and obviously rock climbing is like taking the most difficult way to the top of the wall. And you could totally, most of the time, just like walk around and walk to the top. But like, that's not satisfying. Like I actually do want to do the hardest way up the wall. It's the same thing with business, right? Like I could be comfortable and go work for someone else and do my job and just, you know, like do the nine to five thing, except for like, I really can't. Like, I just don't think I have that in my DNA. And if it were easy, I just, I wouldn't like it as much. I just really wouldn't. I was telling this story actually to my clients inside of the Next Level Mastermind. And last year, I actually had the opportunity to buy a seven-figure business. It was a business that I had gone through a certification program of and believed in it, and I still teach these things and still use this information, and I know it's a really good program, and they have a very long wait list. Like, it would have been a no-brainer for me to acquire this business and have a seven-figure business, and I thought about it for a while, and I was like, I really want to do it, but it's just, like, not quite sitting right. Like, it's not... It's not, something. something's off about it. And what I realized was, holy shit, I want to do this myself. Like, I want to build it. I want to create it. I know it's inside of me. I don't need it to be given to me. I don't need something external to give me something that I know I can do myself. And I remembered that if it were easy, I wouldn't like it. I don't want it handed to me. I do want to do it. And part of that is conditioning, you know, like, We've been taught that work hard, like that's a value that you need to have. And the harder that you work, the more successful you'll be. While I don't necessarily think that's true, I think we can work really hard and be like mm, moderately successful because maybe we're focusing on the wrong things or, you know, maybe we're not actually like doing the things that move the needle forward or we're not actually in alignment. I do believe for me that like working at something to create something that's mine is a value of mine. So it got me thinking that running business isn't always easy. And honestly, that's part of what I like about it. And I don't think it should be hard all the time. You know, if you're constantly struggling, we need to start thinking about like, why am I self-sabotaging? And why do I believe that I need to suffer in order to be successful? But the challenging part is exactly what I like about it. I like having to be creative and innovative and a leader and a trailblazer and all of these things. Like it just, this gives me so much joy. And just that little mindset shift right there. Like when I start to notice that like things are feeling sticky or things are feeling hard as they do inside my business sometimes. I mean, I don't think any business owner is immune from this, but I just remind myself, this is why I enjoy this. This is a huge reason why I'm actually doing this in the first place. Because if I wanted it to be easier, I would do something else, but that's just not who I am. That's not who I'm designed to be. So the second thing, loving little kick in the butt that I want to give you is, no, you're probably not talking about your offer enough. (laughs) So where this is coming from is my brain always telling me like you're annoying the shit out of people. Stop talking about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. And you know what actually matters the most inside of a launch or inside trying to sell anything is making sure you get the word out. I mean, I remember, okay, so it was like almost two summers ago. I remember I found this brand Blenders, they're sunglasses, 
And I was like, oh, those are, like, kind of cool sunglasses. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to buy them right now. Like, they're neat, but, like, I don't need them. And I just kept seeing ads for them. And I just kept seeing more and more ads. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll, like, go visit their website. And then they're like, oh, you can get, like, 15% off if you put your, you know, text text number in there, if you put your phone number in. And I was like, okay, well, still not buying any, but I'll, like, put my number in. And, you know, like, if I ever want to buy some, then I'll have the coupon. And then they started sending me text messages, as, you know, some of those companies do. And they were really good. And I was like, holy shit, I'm buying the sunglasses. The more exposure that I have to the product, like I bought the sunglasses and you know what? I love them and I still have them to this day and I'm really glad I bought the sunglasses. And that would not have happened if they would not have continued to show up and talk about their product, right? Like there are some people who might be really fucking annoyed by the sunglasses, but you know what? They can opt out. They don't have to look at the sunglasses. I chose to continue looking at the sunglasses and your offer is the same way. By you showing up, continually, you are giving people the opportunity to opt in or out of your offer. You're also educating them on your offer. People need to see things a lot of times, like a lot of times in order to sign up for something. That is why I've been talking about Amplify for like the last three to four weeks. That's why it's the only thing that I've been talking about on Instagram, on my email, because people need to be able to build a relationship with something. If I'm just like, surprise, it's here. It's a thing. You're like, what thing? Like, only like your truest, like diehard fans will probably buy from you at that point, which is great. But if you want to sell to more than just like three people, you're really going to have to talk about things a lot and it is going to feel very triggering and your brain is going to tell you that nobody cares and that you should be quiet. But you know what? Those are just narratives. Those are just stories. And the more that you tell yourself that your voice matters, that you're making a difference showing up, that you are making an impact the more that you're probably going to put your offer out there. So one of the things I also think about within this is how much we block our own creativity by telling ourselves that what we're producing isn't good enough. Like we are such dicks to ourselves sometimes. And we're trying to like put all this pressure on this like one piece of content to like be the one piece of content that converts everyone because we're not actually allowing ourselves to put our thoughts out there more consistently If you actually challenged yourself to just like get a piece of content out every single day, I guarantee you'd become a better writer. You'd probably sell more things, but we're constantly telling ourselves that the things that we're thinking of aren't good enough to put out there because they're not perfect. They're not even like close to perfect. So we shove it back down and then all of a sudden we're like, I feel blocked. And it's like, yeah, you feel blocked because you've been shoving down your ideas for the last like year. So what if you actually just allowed yourself to express those ideas and have those exist and not feel the need to make everything perfect before it comes out of your mouth or before it comes out of your head? Like, what if you just went with it? Perfectionism killed more dreams than a bad piece of content ever will. I will say that. Okay, moving on to number three. It takes years, years to build a sustainable business model. Like, I know that this isn't talked about enough. And for me, I definitely was successful quite quickly, but it has taken me a long time to figure out how to make that success consistent and how to actually create a business model that doesn't make me feel boxed in, doesn't make me feel burnt out and something that I actually want to show up to every day. I actually just like did some math on, I saw this business owner, she's the manifestation babe on Instagram and she has been in business for quite a while now. And she was celebrating 
getting 1,100 students into her manifestation program, which is incredible. And I was like, wait, how many followers does she actually have? She has 387,000 followers. So 1,100 out of 387,000 is like 2%. That is a 2% conversion rate. I'm sure she has other people listening to her podcast and her email list and, you know, other things. Like those numbers are probably actually higher. But when you see things like that, I just really want you to take a step back and Maybe you need to put on your blinders. Maybe you actually need to just like stop comparing yourself to somebody else because when we look at these things, like everybody really does want to make it look like they're more successful than they actually are. And I've done some work to be more transparent about this. I could probably do a better job, honestly. But building a successful business, like there's a reason that businesses tend to fail before five years because we, you know, start making money and then the lifestyle factor creeps in and then we start, you know, spending more money and then we think that, oh my God, I need um, to hire an assistant to do this thing and I need to like invest in this thing and I need like all of these like fancy things and it's like actually what you need is staying power. You need to figure out what feels good for you. You need to actually regulate your nervous system and repair your relationship with money so that you actually feel like you can hold more. So when you're thinking about your business, maybe you're just a couple of months in or maybe you're a couple of years in, like, please just remind yourself that it takes time. One of my favorite mentors that I have has been in business for 11 years. And I think just recently she has been coming into her own and realizing like, wow, this is actually really successful. She hit seven figures. I think it was like either year 10, nine or 10. And like, holy shit, that's a long time to be in business for yourself, right? Like for me, when I think about it, I'm like, wow, I'm so impatient. Like I like want things to happen so quickly. And that puts so much pressure on myself and then I feel awful and then I'm even like more mean to myself. And who is that serving? Absolutely no one. Like that's actually like detrimental to not only me, but the clients that I'm serving. So remembering that something good actually might take a little bit more time to build and that's okay. I'm not saying that building a business has to take a long time, but where are we trying to, I mean, it's kind of like the quote, like you can't hate yourself into a body that you love. Like where are we trying to like hate ourselves into building a business that we love? Like it's just not gonna work that way. This is why being a business owner is such a big personal development journey because it's going to start to peel back the layers and make you deal with things that you've never dealt with before. Like it's going to be fucking uncomfortable. Like right now I'm being faced with like trauma that I had when I was a child that like, to be honest, I don't even remember because I don't have memories before the age of 13. So I'm working with a therapist to try and uncover those, but they feel like the thing that's blocking me right now. Like I had no idea that I needed to work on these things until this month, right? Like I'm like three plus years into business. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the thing I need to work on. So you're constantly going to be, you know, handed different challenges, opportunities, and it's your job. I mean, as the business owner, you get to start to uncover those and realizing that there's no rush to the finish line. Like you don't get a prize. Like you're not going to be any happier at seven figures, at six figures than you are now if you're not doing the deeper work. And that's something that I really have to remind myself of all the time. And because of that, I think that maybe you needed to hear it too. Excuse me, did I hear you say you want a glowing skin, longer, more full hair? 
and to be more resistant to injury? Or is that just me? No, I know it can't just be me. And I have been loving this product lately. I've talked about it on the podcast before, Organifi Glow. So this is plant-based, made for natural collagen support. So after the age of 30, which is really fucking unfortunate, but after the age of 30, we start to decline in what we produce for collagen. Collagen is the thing that makes our skin feel plump and elastic and shiny and glowy. It's also the thing that makes our hair grow. And it's the thing that when you're working out, you're actually breaking down more tissue. So we need to be able to regenerate this. I absolutely love Organifi Glow because it tastes like a pink gummy bear. I know that sounds a little bit weird, but it tastes like a pink gummy bear. I love taking it hot. And I know that I'm getting in extra collagen support. So this is not the same thing as collagen. It does not have collagen in it, but it has the things like vitamin C that we need in order to make collagen. Organifi Glow has coconut water powder. It has tremella mushroom, which is also known as the beauty mushroom. This is a medicinal mushroom, not a psychoactive mushroom. It also has rose hips, which are great for vitamin C as well, and pomegranate extract. I like to have a cup of this mid-morning to signal to my brain that like, hey, it's time to like start diving into things. I am really big lately into using cues and habit stacking. So I make my cup of Organifi Glow and then I know it's time to get into my creative writing. I put on my one specific Binaural Beats track that is really great for focus and I dive in and I get so much content done in just a span of 15 to 20 minutes. I absolutely love it. And I have really seen so much benefit in my hair, my skin, my nails all of the things by using this because you can take as much external collagen as you want. I'm about to turn 32, so I know my collagen is in decline, which is really sad, but if you don't have enough vitamin C, it isn't going to make a difference. You have to make sure that you have the vitamin C along with the collagen, so this is why it's so great for collagen support. If you want to try out some Organifi Glow, you can use my discount code expand for 15% off. All you have to do is go to Organifi.com. That's Organifi with an I, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use the code expand, E-X-P-A-N-D to get 15% off Glow or any of their other incredible products. I am obsessed with Harmony. It is a hormone balancing hot chocolate and it is so fucking good. I love to use it as a nightcap. I also have been really obsessed with their protein powder lately as well. I really, really love the vanilla one. It is a plant-based protein powder and it's the only one that I've found that doesn't taste like dirt. If you end up ordering Glow, be sure to tag me on Instagram and use the hashtag gummy bear water. I'm totally going to make it a thing. <laughs> it really does. It like tastes like a pink gummy bear. It's so delicious. It has notes of lemon and raspberry and I know you're absolutely going to love it. I know I talk about rock climbing a lot, but this is exactly the same as me climbing. Like I send a new grade or do something harder than I've ever done. And I celebrate for like three seconds and I'm like, cool, what's next? Like, okay, no, 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 no. It's, let's not do this anymore. Like, let's actually sit down, reflect and be proud of ourselves, right? Like for me, when I look at, I want a seven figure business, I'm like, okay, but I'm also completely forgetting the fact that I built a multiple six figure business in a relatively short period of time and then pivoted my business and am creating a second six figure business. So like, how cool is that? Like, again, it goes back to like, we're not gonna like guilt and shame and hate ourselves into creating something that we love. 
Moving on to number four is launching is a skill set and you definitely need to learn it. Like I just always think of the analogy of like going to the gym and working out like a lot of things within our businesses, uh, copywriting, actually like putting yourself out there, creating an offer, running a running a group or a container, like these are all skill sets, like speaking even, like I don't even want to go back and listen to the first podcast episodes because they're probably super fucking cringy. And like through the podcast, I have gotten so much better at speaking. And do I still mess up my words? Absolutely. But you know what? I feel a lot more confident in what I'm saying and I feel a lot better about it. But the only way that I got here is through doing it. Launching is exactly the same. You've got to practice it. It is a skill set. And if you don't know the pieces that work for you, if you don't have the bigger picture, that's exactly why I created Amplify. Amplify is to help you make the work that you're already doing go even further, hence the name. So if you're already going to work your ass off, you might as well see the results from it. And this is a conversation that I was having with one of my clients, and I've experienced this before. It's not about working more in your business, right? Like I'm sure we can all think of times that we worked our asses off and you didn't get the results that you wanted. I mean, I've done this a lot with launches. I worked so hard. I worked so many hours and I was like, okay, cool. So like, why didn't more people sign up for that? And that's the universe telling me that, you know what? Input does not equal output. This is directly showing me that it's not about working more, more, more. It's about showing up when you feel potent. It's about allowing yourself to get out of your comfort zone. It's not about the amount that you're working. It's the intention behind it. It's the energy behind it. And that's not necessarily always going to look like more hours. So within the launch process, what that looks like is actually challenging yourself to do something that sounds maybe like exciting, but you're a little bit nervous to do it, but allowing yourself to grow through that. It's not just about the number of hours that you've put in. So like with anything else, it just really takes so much commitment and resourcefulness and continuing to master your craft. And sometimes it feels annoying that we have to do that. And I really like the mindset reframe of, you know what? I do get to do this. Like I am choosing to do this. I'm choosing to run a business. And in order, you know, for all of that to happen, like I need to figure out a way for this to feel sustainable for me. I need to figure out a way to figure it out so that I can continue to create and build a life that I really love. Number five is nothing matters if your nervous system isn't on board. Oh my God. What a life lesson I've been learning lately. I have been obsessed with all things nervous system and... I really, like after going through brain rewiring, which was probably my first introduction to nervous system work, brain rewiring is a great way to start partnering with your nervous system. I don't think it necessarily like hit me then that my nervous system was a complete mess and I was like very dysregulated. It was a little bit after that when I started to realize, oh my God, I can't do anything. I like can't get myself to work. I can't get myself to like show up that I realized that I've been running on like high stress, high alert for a really long time. And if you had parents that like taught you how to meditate or like be aware of your body or like tune into yourself, fuck yeah, that's a great skill set to have. But like, I definitely wasn't. And this is something that I had to teach myself as an adult through things like meditation, journaling, 
doing nothing, honestly, like sitting in my head, that was really uncomfortable, like starting to uncover the cobwebs inside of my brain noggin and starting to really learn who I am as a human being, starting to do uncomfortable things and sit in discomfort, expanding my tolerance for discomfort. That's when I really started to regulate my nervous system, starting to heal my relationship with money, which I've talked about a bit on this podcast. P.S. If you have not listened to the episode with Keisha Fraser yet, highly recommend. She is absolutely brilliant. I so love talking to her about money, money wounds. Would recommend listening to that episode if you want more on that. But starting to really notice, like, when do I feel ramped up? Like, do I even know when I feel ramped up? Do I know how I feel in my body? Can I feel all of my body parts? And I have been really diving into my own trauma lately and working with a therapist and working with many mentors in the past to start to uncover things and start to really become aware of who I am as a person and how much of my day that I spend in like either a reactive state or like a more like amped up state, not, not in a good way, not necessarily in a good way. And starting to get myself to shift out of that has been life-changing. I feel so much more calm on a day-to-day basis. I feel so much more resilient, resourceful, able to handle things. And that's the thing too, with like growing and expanding your business. Like if you don't feel safe having money, if you don't feel safe around money, how are you going to hold more money and grow your business? If you don't feel safe in your body, how are you going to trust your decision-making? So this is all about how can I partner with my nervous system? How can I actually allow myself to feel regulated enough to make decisions, to trust myself to like do that big scary thing. The goal here isn't to like feel regulated 24 seven and never be triggered and never like feel activated and never feel your heart race. It's to know that you can come back to baseline after those things instead of, it's like, I know everybody gives like the water example, like the water in a jar, like every stressor, every trigger that you have is like another drop in the jar. Your nervous system and partnering with it and like actually regulating your nervous system is like dumping that jar out so that the jar is not going to overflow and then you like snap at your partner because I don't know, they tried to like open the door for you and you're like, I can do it myself. I'm hyper independent. (laughs) We've got to learn to empty that jar out. So that's one thing that I would highly recommend if you don't already have a daily practice that incorporates things like meditation or journaling or breath work is another really great one. Um, Ice baths can be another great resource. I have an interview coming out with Dr. Jessica. She is an amazing chiropractor that really highly prioritizes the nervous system coming out in a couple of weeks that I would really suggest listening to as well. But growing your business, like, The way that I think about this is, okay, I have all of these goals, all of these things that I want to do. None of it matters at all if at the end of it, I'm fucking miserable still, right? So like, how can you actually feel good now so that you can grow from that place so that you're not just like adding more to your plate? It's like, I know we've all heard the phrase of like, oh, money can't buy you happiness. Like, yes, we know that that's true, but also have you tried not having money? Like, that's really stressful too. So while money can't buy happiness, it can allow you to show up really powerfully. It can allow you to feel a little bit more secure. It can allow you to impact more people's lives. It can allow you to donate and to give back and to hire people. And a lot of those times, these are just unchecked and untouched stories that we have and gained from childhood that if we actually just like 
gave ourselves permission to sit in our heads and think about money and think about having money and think about our feelings of safety within that can start to come to the surface so we can actually start to work on them. So could not recommend nervous system work anymore. This is just like, it's so relevant for me right now. Just everything that I do keeps coming back to do I feel safe in my body? And if not, what do I need to do to change it? Because if you try to build things from a faulty foundation, I mean, they're not they're not going to have any legs to stand on. I know I referenced this in my email in the past, but one of my favorite Death Cab songs, Death Cab for Cutie, for life. And the lyrics are, because I built you a home in my heart with rotten wood and it decayed from the start. Nervous system work, y'all. Okay. I think I've said that one to death. Number six, the absolute easiest way to get better at copywriting is simply to write more in your natural voice. So both writing more and also your natural voice are really, really important concepts for this. So like I kind of mentioned before, like we just got to get the thoughts out. And one thing, so I was talking about this also with my Next Level Mastermind that a lot of mentors do. And this is something that I find just like really fascinating because I also tell myself that my stuff's not good enough and that I like shouldn't put it out. And then it like gets stuck in my body and traps other things and like makes my creativity feel blocked is doing something like a garbage post challenge. So give yourself a number of days, whether that is 25, 50, 100, however many days, and challenge your post to write something every single day. Every single day. The only way to get better at creating content and writing is to do it. It's exactly like launching. Like you've got to do it in order to improve. And you know what? Like you're going to see so much benefit from just doing this and allowing yourself to be seen imperfectly, allowing yourself to fuck up and make spelling errors and mistakes and allowing yourself to like sit in the discomfort of posting something that you don't feel is perfect. There's so much value in that. There's so much benefit in it. And allowing yourself to be seen. I bet if you gave yourself 25 days and you put out a piece of content every day for 25 days, that at the end of that, you would have at least one person that would have reached out to you and said, wow, that was really helpful. That was so impactful. And I bet it's on a post that you didn't think was good enough to even see the light of day. So who are we to decide that our stuff isn't good enough? Like, are we actually the best judges? Probably not. We're like kind of mean and terrible to ourselves sometimes. There's literally no downside in trying something like this and you're probably gonna get way better at your craft. You're probably gonna have a lot more mastery, a lot more confidence in yourself and your writing as well. And for me, what this looks like is like not necessarily needing to feel creative in order to write something. I've really been playing around with this. And you know, there's a fine line between like forcing yourself to do something that you really don't wanna do. And like, sometimes it's just like not the right time. But also like, I make a lot of excuses for myself by saying like, I'm not in the mood. I don't feel creative. And it's like too bad. Like, so what? Like you don't need to be in the perfect mood in order to create something or write something that's going to be impactful for someone. So this has looked like sitting down and giving myself a 15 minute timer to write an Instagram post or an email. And after that, I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to touch it up a little bit and we're going to send it out. And sometimes I feel really inspired to write posts based off of just like what's going on in my life. Like maybe I had an experience or maybe like I just had like a big realization. Like sometimes those moments happen, but a lot of the times what this comes back to is just having the discipline to do it and being dedicated to growing my business, even if I don't always feel like it in the moment. And 
This is where frequency comes in, both the quality of what's coming through and also the amount that's coming through. Like you've got to just let your thoughts get out there. And that second piece of it is using your natural voice. So the way that you would talk to a friend, the way that you talk to a family member, let the public see that. Please, please, please. By not doing that, what you're doing is you are setting people up for a version of you that doesn't actually exist. So like by not fucking up, by not having spelling mistakes and errors and editing and like just doing all of these things, like when somebody actually works with you, they're going to be like, uh, you're not like who I thought you were. So let people see the real you. Your copywriting is going to be so much better when you actually just allow yourself to use your voice that you would use day to day. I mean, this is why I love podcasting so much because this is actually how I really talk. And in my emails, what this has looked like is being just a lot less, quote, professional. And it feels so much more freeing. I feel like I can actually be authentic and talk about things and it feels so much more sustainable. You want to give people the opportunity to actually get to know the real you. Otherwise, you're going to feel boxed in. You're going to feel stuck and trapped, and you're going to create something that you don't even like. Can I say just one more time that being a business owner is really a huge self-development journey, and this is a part of it, right? Like stepping back into your authenticity, like actually getting to know yourself, maybe for the first time and letting that shine through and allowing yourself to be compensated really well for it. Moving on to number seven is you need to give something more than a week, probably more than a month to see if it's actually working. So this is kind of related to number three, that it takes years to create a sustainable business model. But I am guilty of this too. I try something out like one time and I'm like, oh my God, didn't get the results that I want. Guess it doesn't work. Better move on to something else. You know what that's like? That's like going to the gym doing one workout and being like, I didn't see the results I wanted. So I'm going to do a completely different workout next time. And like, maybe that thing will get the results that I want. This is like hiring coach after coach and joining program after program, like different programs, hoping that that's like the one answer for things to like solve everything for you. And you know what? A lot of the times the answer is you just need to do it more for longer. Like there is a point in time where things just like aren't working but we just talked about freebies in my Next Level Mastermind, and I recommended to them that they give it at least three months to see if it's working or not. And that might seem like a long period of time, but in order to see if things are converting, you actually have to like give it a real chance. So this could be things like trying out and improving your copywriting. Like maybe you're actually going to use your voice a lot more in your emails or in your content. Like sticking with it for a period of time and not just letting your ego get back in the way and get all nervous and then make you like retreat and hide and shut down. Doing something different is going to be uncomfortable. Doing something different is going to make you feel like you want to hide, maybe like you want to die, but that's the point. Like you can't let it. This is growing through the discomfort. This is sitting there. This is experiencing it. And it is okay for you. You're going to be okay. You're probably going to be a lot better business owner on the other end. And again, this is staying power. So if you want to create a business that will continue to provide for you for years, give yourself the opportunity to actually see it through, whether that is an offer, whether that is getting better at copywriting, whether that is a podcast or a freebie or anything that you put out there. Give it enough time to actually be successful. Number eight is no one is coming to save you. It's actually your job. 
and it's not your audience's job to validate you. Ooh, yeah, I struggle with this one too. So what this looks like is vanity metrics. So using things like likes, comments, shares, all of those as a way for you to continue doing something or not. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately with copywriting and how I really feel like I've been changing my voice a lot inside my business to match more of my real voice and the way that I speak. And if I were to let things like the number of likes or comments on something get to me, I probably wouldn't continue doing it. I mean, we just talked about this. Like in order to actually like give something a real chance, you've got to got to like actually give it a period of time before you make a decision on it. And if I were to let those metrics get in my head, I would probably be like, oh my God, people hate this. And what that's actually doing is it's allowing the people that are meant for me to come closer and it's allowing people that are like just not meant for me to leave my audience because you know what? They're not gonna buy from me anyway. And I have to stick to my guns. I have to trust in myself. I have to trust my intuition that this is the correct direction for me. And what my audience does or doesn't do doesn't get to have an effect on that. And the point about no one is coming to save you is it is on us as the business owner to figure it out and to, I mean, one of the most important things as a business owner, I cannot stress this enough, okay, besides and alongside partnering with your nervous system is learning to trust yourself, learning to trust your intuition, your gut, your heart, your head, wherever wherever the things come from. Trusting that and going for it instead of just talking yourself out of it. And you can you know, listen to podcasts, you can listen to this podcast, you can read books, you can do all of the things. But if at the end of the day, you don't trust yourself enough to do things, you're always going to be looking for that next thing to change everything. And that's like a lot of pressure. It is very rarely one thing that changes everything for you. It is another piece of the puzzle. It is, you know, it's one thing in addition to many. So for me, like looking at all of the courses that I've bought, all of the programs I've invested in, all of the mentors, like it's not one single thing. It's all all of it as a collective. And if I outsource my power to any coach, mentor, course, whatever it is, and I don't trust myself at the end of the day, like none of that matters. So for me, I know I'm the one that's going to save me. I know I'm the one that's going to figure it out. And I, I'm, that really means that I have to take responsibility for all of my actions and inaction inside my business. And that's really uncomfortable sometimes. So for you, where are you not taking responsibility for things the way that they are right now? What are the narratives? What are the stories that you're telling yourself that maybe you've let run rampant a little bit too long? Do you need to spend more time in your head? Do you need to start reflecting on your beliefs around money, your beliefs around success, your beliefs around how much further you should be by now? And I'm putting that in quotes. But starting to really look inwards and notice, like, where am I trying or waiting for someone to come in versus taking my power back and making that happen myself. Number nine is treating both creativity and your business like a main course and not a side piece or a snack. This is something that I have been thinking about a lot lately, actually, in the terms of creativity. Where do I take my creativity for granted? Where do I not actually like give it attention? Where do I not cultivate that as a relationship? Where do I just expect it to be there when I've done nothing on my end to actually make it a two-way relationship? So a lot of the times with our business, we just expect it to be successful. And it's like, well, have you actually like given it an environment in which it can be successful? Have you actually gotten 
gotten out of your comfort zone? Have you actually like done the work on yourself via nervous system regulation, other things to make sure that it is successful? Or where are we just expecting things to be a certain way because we feel entitled to it? And this isn't to say like, I do truly believe that each of us can be successful in the way that we want to, but that's not going to be without challenge. That's not going to be without growth and making sure that you are continually putting yourself in that situation on purpose and with intent to get out of your comfort zone and to really push the edges of what you think you're capable of is one of the biggest things. And not letting your ego get in the way of that. It's really easy to say I should be farther along by now. And then you look at your business and you're like, well, I don't really want to work that much. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. I don't want to do things. I just want my business to like support me and I want to put no effort in. Like that's not really the way that it works. I am really guilty of this. It has definitely happened to me in the last couple of months where I realized like, holy shit, I'm expecting my business to be really, really successful. And what am I actually doing in order to earn that? Like, not that we have to earn it, but we, I do think that the price of admission here is getting uncomfortable. Like I just kind of expected things to happen just because they had happened in the past. And the universe was like, nope, absolutely not. Like you didn't even pay your admission fee of getting uncomfortable. Like why would we give this all to you to reiterate the belief that you don't need to do anything, that you don't need to change or grow or evolve. So building up that relationship with creativity, sitting down to actually think about what is your relationship with creativity? What's my relationship with my business? And am I actually acting as if these are priorities in my life instead of afterthoughts. Ooh, that's a good one. Priorities instead of afterthoughts. I mean, this has to do with your morning routine. This has to do with the way that you spend your time the stories that you tell yourself, the stories that you tell other people, this has to do with your beliefs, all of it. Where are you showing and telling the universe that your business and your creativity isn't a priority? And I know I've said this a lot, but running a business is definitely one of the most creative things that you can do as a human being. So even if you don't think of yourself as a creative, you are. So it's not helping you to think of yourself as someone that's not. So I'd invite you to come around to the idea. I know for me, it took me a long time to come around to like, am I actually creative? Are we sure? And then I was like, yeah, uh, marketing is very creative. Creating programs is really creative. Uh, trying to think about talking about this offer in a different way for the 47th time is definitely creative. Thinking of ideas to talk about on the podcast, creative, writing an email, creative, just like every single thing that you do inside your business. Lastly, I'm going to go off on this one, maybe a little bit, but only have a plan B if you want to use that plan B. So when we plan to fail, that's actually exactly what we're going to be energizing. Why are you putting any energy into that? If you know beyond a doubt you want your business to be successful, put all your energy into that. Like, why are we even entertaining the idea of a plan B? So many business owners that I work with are so good at what they do and they let themselves be talked into having a plan B or feeling the fear from members of their family, their friends, other people that have like literally no business telling them how to how to feel, what to do, any of that. They're not in the arena with them. They're not business owners. They're just projecting their own fears onto them. Here's what I would do if I were you. No, like no more of this. If you don't want to have to use your plan B, don't plan for it. Don't even come up with the plan. This comes back to self-trust. Do you trust yourself enough to figure it out? Because if the answer is yes, 
then if that thing ends up happening, you'll figure it out in the moment. You don't need to spend any time right now wasting your time or energy creating an alternate plan. And if you actually trust that the universe is always giving you things that you need, is always supporting you, always has your best interests in mind, you don't need a plan B. Honestly, I think that you should love yourself enough to not give yourself an out. And I know that some of your brains work this way and you're very analytical and you need to know the steps and you want to know the how and the end result and all of the things, but like, no, that's not the point of all of this. What if the thing that you're building, what if your business was so much more fucking incredible than you ever could have imagined and that's why you can't see what it is. That's why you can't see the end result. That's why you don't know what it is yet is because it's something that you've never seen or experienced. So don't give yourself the opportunity to opt out. What you want is meant for you. Trust that the universe isn't cruel. It's not dangling in a carrot in front of you just to like say, haha, you're never going to get it. You have this dream. You have this mission for a reason. You don't need a plan B Put all of your energy into the thing that you're doing and make sure that the universe knows that that is your priority by everything that you do, everything that you say. I mean, for me, I think about what it took to get here and yes, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of hard work, but most of all, like from the second that I quit my job at the grocery store, there has never been a plan B. Not once have I entertained the idea of this not working out. I will know at a certain point if it doesn't work out that I'll need to do something different, but I'm never sitting here thinking, should I go back to the workforce? Because that is actually just taking more brain space away from the work that I want to be doing. So this isn't to say never doubt yourself, never you know feel your imposter syndrome. I think it's important to acknowledge those feelings. But you don't need an out. You don't need a plan B. What you're doing will work. Just please give it enough time to work. All right, that was the episode for you today. Just 10 things that I thought you might need to hear. So if this episode resonated with you, please, 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 if you haven't yet already, leave a review on iTunes. This really helps other people find the podcast. It helps me know more of what you're loving. And it brings the absolute biggest smile to my face. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I will talk to you next episode. 